a brand new episode of Terribly Funny. That's my announcer way of starting off the show. Terribly Funny, guys. Hey, I'm your host. I'm your pal. I'm your friend, Steve Bazalone. Um, this, of course, is the podcast where I talk to funny people about terrible things that have happened to them. You get the concept by now, but uh, to the noobs, I thought I'd walk you through it. Um, today, we have a fantastic guest. He's, he's an old friend of mine. He's a gentleman that I've been working with for the last three years on the situation comedy, The Goldbergs. Um, his name is Lou Schneider. Lou Schneider is uh, effectively everybody's uncle at work. He's a delight. He's always smiling. He always has a joke. Uh, some of them are cheesy. Some of them are fucking amazing. Um, but he's just such a sweetheart, kind soul, and he's always got jokes. Uh, he was also, what can I tell you, he was also on the entire run of uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, so I think that means that he has, like, s- several Emmys, a Peabody, and probably a few bricks of gold, so good for Lou for that. Um, he's worked on a bunch of shit. He was also on a sit- he used to be an actor. He was on a sitcom called Down the Shore for a while. If you can find the intro to that on YouTube, do yourself a favor and watch that. He's wearing, like, a belly tee as he catches a football on the beach. It's delightful. Um, that's Lou Schneider. He's fantastic, and today he's going to talk about, uh, what it's like to have a mother with, uh, Alzheimer's, with dementia. Uh, and, uh, speaking to Lou's character, he speaks about it in such a way that is almost uh, all humor and joy and very little sadness, because that's Lou Schneider. Uh, I will say, however, that this is a little bit of peeking behind the curtain, uh, a little biztainment fact. Uh, we recorded this in Lou Schneider's trailer on set. Yeah, yeah, he's a big deal, Lou Schneider. He's got his own fucking trailer. Um, and it happened to be hot as shit out. So the air condition goes on and off throughout the course of the episode. It's not ideal, but it was either that or the two of us got heat stroke. And Lou's older. We don't want him to get heat stroke. Uh, nobody wants that. Uh, he's too much of a delight. Um, and also, I am a pussy, so... Uh, I also don't want to eat stroke. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. Here it comes. It's a new episode of Terribly Funny with the delightful Lou Schneider. There you go, everybody. Of you, and I'll accept no substitute. No, nothing else will do. Only you. Today, we're talking about the loss of my mother. Yes, which is good. And, and, and unusual not, not in that she's still alive. Yeah, that is that is not the, the usual thing. <laughs> no, usually you you do it the old. What we what we decided to do is take my mom out in pieces. Not like my aunt Jean, who we really did take out in pieces. Right. Who had all kinds of, you know, diseases where they they start just lopping off pieces. And in fact, well, I'm not telling that story. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so wait, you're, you're you're an East Coast man. I'm an East Coast man. You're an East Coast man. That's where you grew up. I grew up in, in the in Boston. In the Boston area. area. Yep. And uh, uh, you've you've lost a father. Two. Two fathers. Two. Which uh, is two. Which, which is, which is easy now. You're like the you're like the uh, the redhead on my two dads. I assume. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, I guess. I mean, she lost that one. Who's the guy with the beard? What happened to him? Paul Reiser's still around. Paul Reiser is is still around. But here's what you do. You, you, you lose two, uh-huh. and then you just get ready to lose the third because yeah. it's so much easier after yeah, third. Sure, they say sure. They say once you get to like three, four, and five, it's it's nothing. You, yeah, that, you you know, just, it's embarrassment riches of dads. You, you slough them off like toenails. Yeah. It's no big deal. Um, so <laughs> I, I feel like I, I, don't, I think you've lost way too many toenails. 
I slough them off. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the, the fathers, they, you know, fathers come and go, but moms are forever unless yep. they lose their brains. Which my mom, yeah. my mom is a, my mom actually is. She was so into learning and knowledge that she would introduce herself by her postgraduate degree. She would say, "Hello, Paula Schneider, MSW, LCSW, PhD." I'm like, "Mom, no one cares." It's also, a Chinese. That's a that's a lot of a, that's a lot of letters. A lot of consonants. That's almost the entire alphabet. It's a lot. Sans vowels. She she wasn't that egotistical, but she did think like she got her doctorate in public in in law and public policy, and she would then think that she could get into restaurants quickly. She'd say, "I'll tell them it's Doctor Schneider." I'm like, you know, it's Boston. Everybody has a doctor. Yeah, no one gives true. a shit. That's true. They, if you're like if she if she was in like Sheboygan, then yes, maybe but, like. Oh, a, a doctor, well, la-di-da. Also, what if it's like during the dust bowl when you're trying to give it a polio? That has more weight. Yeah, this is nothing. Yeah. So my, but my mom is lovely, and she continues to be lovely. Um, she just doesn't, the brain doesn't work so well anymore, and I believe she fried it. I, I, not yeah. with drugs or alcohol. Too much, she, too much too learning? Too much learning. Really? Too much book learning. Yeah. She would always, she, she, she was adorably annoying. We would go to the theater, and she would... Um, we went to see Fences. Uh, oh, yeah, August Wilson. August Wilson. Sure. We Pittsburgh see... boy. Yeah. You're practically brothers. It's, it's, I mean, <laughs> there's a, a strong resemblance for sure. <laughs> My mom is sitting in the front row of the balcony, leaning on the railing like she's, like, like, a, like Joe Madden on the, on the top row of the dugout, just like, trying to jump onto the stage pretty much. And, and uh, James Earl Jones comes down to the, into the key light and he says, Some folks build fences to keep folks out. Other folks build fences to keep folks in. And there's a hush in the theater, but for Paula Schneider, at PhD, LCSW, MSW, who goes, mm, Oh. I'm going to have to remember to think about that. I'm like, shh. During the, during the, during the quiet, during the yeah, hush. Ma, you don't have to, you're either going to remember it or you're <laughs> not going to remember it. You don't have to remember to think about That's it. My mother, weird, yeah. my mother put things in the thinking queue and they could last for a long time. So you think she she had too many things in the queue? Too many thoughts. Too many thoughts blew her brain out. That's what led to the that's deterioration. What I tried to explain. She's like, why would you need to work in television? I'm like, because I'm trying to save your life with mindless drivel. Yeah, that's good. You need <laughs> watch, that sometimes. Watch some of the cartoons. You'll love it. So, so, so your mom's 80. Yes. My mom's 80, and she retired some years ago, and she loves to reference... Academia. She lives in Boston. Boston is a different town from LA, anyway. For and that, sure. You know, I've lived, lived out here a long time, and you see people in LA, and you say, "Oh, that's the guy from, you know, Survivor. That's mm-hmm. someone. That's mm-hmm. one. I saw him on Real Housewives, her on Real Housewives, or whatever." And my mother, that's Lou Schneider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Writer. And, and then my mom in Boston, when you go somewhere, my mother would like grab me and say, "That's Gerald Kaplan. He's chief of the Harvard Laboratory of Community Psychiatry. That's Ed. oh my God, that's Robert Nesson, chief of staff at the Brigham." I'm like, "Ma, no one cares about." But that. that's so cool, though. She's yeah. like functioning in a different world. Right. She's like in a world where people who matter, as opposed to somebody well, who like you know shit in a bucket on Survivor. Yeah. She's but, after somebody who actually made a difference in the world. But it maybe. makes our relationship a little hard because yeah. she'll watch TV and say, "Oh, I know why that's funny." Oh, she's a, <laughs> she's a head nodding. She's, like, a, li- oh, that's she's funny. a little analytical. Uh-huh. But anyway, so her brain got fried how out. Did, how did you happen then? I, you know, I, I, it, my whole career is a reaction to my mother's academia. Yeah, because you're like the most, like, you might be like one of the, the most one-liner guys I've ever met. I'm the to, most, in a great way. I'm a big mindless idiot. My mom... Yeah, but uh, you always have jokes. It's amazing. 
I love it. My grandmother, we think, was funny. My mom was a carrier. It's like hemophilia. My okay. grandmother, <laughs> my grandmother was funny. Yeah. My mom, not funny, and then it skipped a generation. It's carried through the woman to the guy. It's like the Zika virus. Okay. And so now I, it was passed to her unborn child, and there I am. That works out well. So my mom, um, so my mom is taken to lunch. This I'm getting back to how old she is. Yep. My mom is taken to lunch by my brother. My brother says, "Mom." We're here to celebrate your, your birthday. She said, we are? Said, yes, Mom, we are. Oh, my goodness. And my brother says, do you know how old you are? And this is two years ago. And she says, I'm... S this is three years ago. She said, I'm 70... No, sorry, two years ago. This doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Two years ago. She says, I'm 79 years old. And that's amazing to get her within a year because she yeah. has Alzheimer's. Yeah. And my brother says, wow, Ma... You're not 79, but that's really good. You're 78. And uh, my mother said, well, I won't forget that. My brother says, why won't you forget that? And she said, because of the song. He says, what song? She says, 78 trombones oh, like the big parade. <laughs> Which really was good for her whole 70s. She yeah. could almost remember her Almost birthday. at the age. Because <laughs> almost every number, you're only... Yeah, what does she do now when she's 80? But we're done. We're done. In fact, the last time I was at her at the place where she lives... I, she, I said, Ma, she, she starts getting confused, and she said, Louis, how old? She said, I was telling her about one of my sons. She said, how old is Marty now? I said, he's 20, he's turning 25. Marty's turning 25? Wow. I said, yeah. I said, how old? She said, that's impossible. I said, how old do you think I am? And I'm 54, mm -hmm. 55 now. And she said, I said, I'm 55. She said, you're 55? And I said, how old do you think you are, Mom? This is, remember, she's 80 now. A lot goes on in those two years. She yeah. says, am I 35? No, and then I started making the thumbs up motion. She and we got like 40, uh -uh, 50. Don't tell me I'm 60, I'm 70. So, what a she, heartbreaking moment that is! It was a heartbreaking. If you moment. honestly think you're 35, and then somebody says, Nope, you're 80, you're like, Oh my god, she goes, that explains my shitty body. <laughs> wow, so she, she is funny. I man. look terrible. She doesn't say that. Okay. I, those yeah, are my okay. those are my words, okay. But she's well, still, you're punching her up very nicely. People, <laughs> when when you know, people when they get to a certain age, Steve. Someone has to do the yeah, job. They can't wipe themselves. Yeah. They can't finish their premises. Yeah. No, it's all it's all it's all set up. It's no punchline. I don't, luckily, I don't have to do that. It, I have thrown money at this problem. Well, the the gift people. If there's a message in this show, mm -hmm. buy long-term health care insurance yeah. because you don't want your kids. You want your kids to be able to tell funny stories about you instead of going, oh, and there was my mom lying there. Terrible! I had to wipe her. I don't have to wipe her. That's nice. That's an immigrant's job. That changes. Thank you. <laughs> yes, that's a great job for for somebody. There are a lot Not of suited. There are wonderful Senegalese people who, without whom, oh, especially that area of the world, I could yes. not be so jovial. Yeah. they've helped my mother immensely. And well, that's that's interesting. Like so, okay. So when did you start first start to notice like well, her downward spiral? Or she was slipping. That the mom slipped, that you knew was not totally there. She slipped, and it's interesting. Um, I will say, we know it was just repetition. She would okay. tell you the same story over and over again. But now your parents repeat themselves anyway. Sure. And and any person who has kids knows. Oh my God, am I losing my mind? I've repeated this story to my kids a million times. So you think you have it. But my mom really did start repeating herself like crazy. And then we thought, ah, eh, something's weird. And then you know she would do the. We lost a lot of keys. Right. And uh, you know occasionally you drive and you realize, oh, this person shouldn't be driving. Now, luckily, right. my mom had a real bad fall. I related to that is lucky. Songs a little bit. It was lucky. Yeah. She tripped over a dog gate. She did, my brother had left a dog at her house, and she, um, 
and she didn't she wasn't used to that and they put up a dog gate to keep the dog out of some place and my mom fell over the dog gate and broke her arm badly mm. and at that point she probably shouldn't drive anyway so I used that as the convenient excuse like your mom your arms broken yeah. you only need two two arms and because that's a hard thing when you have to come I mean I've I have in my own way just like when I was sick I realized like oh I can't run anymore I can't uh, go upstairs two at a time just like little things yeah. and that was like I was a young man so it was hard to come to grips with that but like I imagine if you've been driving for 70 yeah. years and then someone says you can't well it's part of your humanity I mean yeah, man. especially like in California I don't know what you do but in Boston you can kind of get away with it for a while she took you know, she took the tea and she would yeah. go to the theater and stuff but then yeah, but it, it, you know it's part of who it's part of what defines you as an adult for sure driving. that independence Absolutely. So then, so then, but she, but she never, the thing about my mom, she never lost, she still has not lost her sweetness. Like she's still delighted, you know, when, when I call, she knows who I am. And, and even when we're there, she'll sort of, she works around to get back to sweetness. Right. She'll say, she, how do you do's everybody? And she's constantly introducing, she, she's a, she's a absolutely compulsive, uh, Introducer. She introduces everybody to everybody a million times, and you sort of have to act like you're in a play. Like, let's take it from hello again. Yep, sure. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice. Oh, uh -huh. I'm so glad you two had a chance to meet. What she means is now, I'm so glad I didn't have to talk for a few minutes yep. so that I could sort of figure out where we are in the conversation. But she's she's in this place, and she would... Here's one thing I noticed. When she, she started going out with this guy, and, and she said, well, I want you to know that I'm seeing someone these days. Oh, like, wow. Really? He was a guy who lived in, in this old folks place and, and I said, what's his name? And she said, oh, darn it, I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> and then to make it easier, she goes, well, it's one of those American names. Sure. Sure. That narrows it down. It really <laughs> so, narrows the field. So. Well, I started with, okay. is it John? No. Is it Richard? No. Tom? No. Robert? No. Well, now, now you're off the grid. Now, yeah. you're, once you've done those, you know, get to Tim, and then all of a sudden, and Ray, I, t I was telling Ray Romano this story, not to drop names, but Ray Romano, I was telling him the story, and Ray's interpretation was, is it John? No. Is it John? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, and he, by the way, the guy's name? Mason. I mean, it's an American trade that's what i thought i said yeah. i know why she said that you have to know how she thinks because she cannot think herself she said mason masonic lodges yep. that's what it is yeah. also like she, one time we were walking you talk about vocabulary we were in malibu i took her up to malibu just to walk around so we went in that malibu lagoon state park and i had my surfboard so first of all i'm surfing and it's a good thing to keep an eye on her like if you're in the ocean you can keep your eye on someone on the shore pretty easily sure like you just kind of scan mm -hmm. i said mom walk up and down here i'll keep an eye on you and she didn't like she didn't like the fact that there were waves. Hmm. The ocean can be wavy. They can be very wavy. And That's kind Jewish of its mother. thing. She doesn't yeah. like that. So she sort of she's got She's a lake person. She, more of a lake person. Yeah. And she got out to the where the like the just to the part where the sand starts to get wet and she starts hollering, which is she always uses the same holler. Hoo hoo! Hoo hoo! Mm -hmm. Which she I'm gonna digress for a second. She first used that at a production of M Butterfly when my wife and I came to the theater a little bit later, and she stood in the aisle and shouted as the lights went down, hoo-hoo, hoo-hoo, and I ran to her, and I said, you do not have to yell hoo-hoo. Your mother is a terrible theater goer. She's not taking the away theater. from this. She's annoying at the theater. Yeah. I said, I said, she said, well, I wanted you to know where we were, and I, said, and I held out my ticket, and I said, look at these tickets. Using this system of letters and numbers, mm -hmm. 
they provide a clue as to any seat. I can find my my way to any seat in this. They theater. figured this out a long right. time ago. Go, you, they, no, hoo-hoo has been eliminated. Yeah, that might have been a thing when you were a kid. Then everybody hoo-hooed their way into the theater. I think like even Shakespearean times. I think they, in, in the. Uh, the, the round at the, was, right at the old were, globe we, they, the globe they, we they might have hoo-hooed they may have they may in have. the early days of the globe but <laughs> they quickly got rid of that right the who if you look up the epics of theater it was Commedia dell'arte mm-hmm. hoo-hoo mm-hmm. and then it went right into uh, Ibsen yeah um, my, so anyway so we're in Malibu my mother sees I said and I saw George Shapiro who is a legendary comedy manager, manager yeah. Jeff Mar- uh, he manages uh, Jerry Seinfeld so my mother, I said, Ma, you know who that is? That's, that's George, George, it's George Shapiro. He manages Jerry Seinfeld. And she said, oh, I love Schindler's List. I'm like, oh. And then I figured it out. You have to not outthink your parents. Yeah. And I knew what she did. She went, Spielberg. Sure. She just went to she Jewishness. Just, right, right, exactly. Yeah. She just went to the S bucket of uh-huh. the Jews. Uh-huh. She said, Spielberg, she, Spielberg, Seinfeld, it's all the same. So she went, Oh, Jerry Seinfeld, Steven Spielberg. He manages Steven Spielberg, and and before I could tackle her, she's in George Shapiro's face, congratulating him on the success of Schindler's List. Oh wow! And then I had to stop her. I said, "Sorry, George. My mom thinks. N- never mind what she thinks. Anyway, did you like Schindler's List?" Well, that's <laughs> that's, that's where that goes. It also, it played into a Seinfeld episode where it's Jerry true. was making out during Schindler's List, that's and his right. parents were very upset about it. That's <laughs> true. Like you see how life comes around. Yeah, it's full but circle. By, by that, so in terms of when did I recognize things were going wrong, that was a big. Yeah, that right was a big, then. That was one. Was that like? I mean, you're so she lives across the country from you. Yeah. But so there's like a there's a like my grandmother. That's the the closest experience I've had with like Alzheimer's. And it was I was I would just call her and she would do what you're saying. Like she would just like ask the so how are you? How's the weather? We talk a little bit. So how are you? How's the weather? Mm-hmm. What are you doing this weekend? What are you doing this weekend? Yeah. What are you doing this weekend? Yeah. And that was like. It was like comical at first. It was yeah. like kind of funny and kind of cute and endearing, but then as it steamrolls, it becomes like terrible. Oh, Jesus, I'm losing this person. Absolutely, and that's why I don't call her. Yeah, I go to see her. Yeah, but I don't call. Her. It's too. It's, it's hard. It's too man. heartbreaking for me. I can't. I miss the person she was so much, and because she kind of looks the same. I mean. I want to, I sort of want to go, I know you're in there somewhere, and sometimes there's a glimmer of something, and even, you know, they say, like, oh, well, they remember things that happened years ago, but they don't remember 10 minutes ago. Yeah. My mom's losing even the years ago. Oh, man. So, it's really hard, and that that's the hardest part, and I guess, but luckily, she is still sweet, so it's that very basic essence that's, like I said to her, uh, one of my cousin's kids got into a really good college, and I said to her, you know, Noah Amsel got into Yale. And she said, oh, that's wonderful. And I could tell she didn't really know who that was. I said, do you remember? I said, does, no, Amsel, does that name ring a bell? And she said, of course it does. I just can't remember which bell. And that is my mom. Like, uh-huh. so I get the, so even though she's lost, like she can come out with that. So, so it's all, it's still okay to see her, but I don't get that on the phone. Right. That I have to get in person because I just can't. Do you feel, I, I would start to feel, I started to feel guilty about it because I was not having the same person, so then I was like, I don't want to call because it's a bummer for me. But then it's like, also I want to kind of be a a reminder, and I also want to be a part of this person's life. So it's like it was a weird dance, and I started to feel guilty about not calling. I I do feel guilty about calling. Yeah. And the best I can do is make fun of her. Um, Yeah. I do feel that's how you keep a person alive. That's the legacy. If you can ridicule these people as they grow old Mm -hmm. and suffer, 
the suffering kicks. If you in. can kick somebody when they're down, exactly, and that's, that's the real testimony to them. Yeah. Alive and yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. Like you said, there's like still this essence of sweetness. Like I had a, a great uncle who, when he got very old, was not coherent at all, yeah. and he was a crank. He was yeah. an old fucking yeah. crank. And it was just like, that was what he's boiled down to. He's yeah. always kind of a little bit of a cranky yep. person, but when you took away all of like the logic and the rationale, yeah. that's just what was left. So you're left, I think that's the weird thing to watch about aging. You watch people get, you know, it's like you, you've reduced the sauces, yeah. and now you're down to just the, for your weed smokers, you're down to just resin. Yeah. I would say she's 50% vocabulary, and 50% sweetness, and the rest, there's nothing else. There used to be a yeah. lot of other mixtures in there. And she's, my brother ran into her, he ran into her, he ran into her because he went to visit her in her room. Sure. My brother went to visit her and she asked about my dad. My dad's been dead 18 years. And and when my brother said, dad's dead, she said, you mean he's not doing anything in the nature of somebody who's still functioning? Oh, wow. I'm like, more or less. Yeah. No, you, you hit the nail on the head. So that's, that's a very roundabout way. That's what we're left with. Oh, man. So, I hope that if there's anything I've taken from my mom, that will be on my tombstone, which is, he's not doing anything in the nature of somebody who's still functioning. It'll be a joke for about two you, people who are left. You make a good living. You can afford that I on, on, a, on a tombstone. They it's charge like by the word. Yeah, by the letter, yeah. So my poor mommy is, uh, yeah, I say poor mom, but I don't think, you know, you know, this is the other problem. You know, we say to our kids, or we think we're going to say to our kids, hey, if that ever happens to me, put a pillow over my head. But I don't think my mom would want a pillow over her head. I yeah. think she's still happy in the moment. Like, she lives in each moment. So and that's I, kind of beautiful. It is. Right? It is. But it made me, it makes me feel, I mean, you think you know the, you think you know what you're going to want. You think right. you know what someone else would want. And I even think that my mom would say, well, I don't know if I'd want to live like that. But I know that if I <laughs> should happen to broach the subject, mom, mm -hmm. how's the tea? Good. Would you like me to hold a pillow over your head? She would say no. Yeah, that seems so, fair. So yes, yeah, so, so not, cognitive so thought. I'm not she might use forty words to say no. She will. She will certainly use too many words to say no. Was there a, like a? I mean, because like, clearly, I mean, you're like the perfect example of somebody who can laugh through anything, as as evidenced by this. But like, was that a gradual process? Where like you would, like at one point you're like oh she's just not here at all yeah. anymore and it's just like there's nothing I can do except for just like be happy that I still have the essence of mom yes and the essence is still pretty funny and also here's what saves this for me right my brother Sam first of all my brother Sam sees her more than I do because he's there but he's also we we can laugh about this and it is like <laughs> we took my mom to a funeral just for fun. We took my mom. That's a great Sunday to, afternoon. It's a great, yeah. you know, old people, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. Sure um, beats the sizzler. She, does, she doesn't remember who her friends who died. She doesn't remember that guy either, does yeah. So, no, my it's Uncle an Jack. an excuse to get dressed up. My Uncle Jack dies, and we go down to Jacksonville, Florida, and because Sam has flown with my mom, this is like three years ago, I fall on the sword, and I'm like, Sam, you've had her all the way down. I'm sure you, like, had to screen civilians from mom telling them all about her mm -hmm. doctorate and mm -hmm. what she did. Let me, I'll, she'll sleep in my room tonight. So we're in this hotel and I've cranked up the heat to like what I think is a barely tolerable yep. the 72. Uh -huh. I'm like, you know, maybe I, you know, if I just 
lie there on top of the covers and squeeze a wet washcloth onto myself once in a while, I can get by. Mm -hmm. Of course, my mom is freezing. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's so cold. And I put post-its everywhere. You're in Jacksonville, Florida, get back in bed. That's not your toothbrush. That's my toothbrush. Wow. This is a toothbrush. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've covered it with post-its. And she's stomping around and talking in the night and everything. Finally, I get her up in the morning. And I'm like, Mom, you should, you know, she wants to take, she wants a shower. I'm like, good, okay, shower. And so she gets in the shower, and I'm out there. I've already showered, and I'm in my suit pants and shirt. I haven't put on my tie yet, I don't think, because it's 72 in the room, and I'm sweating my uh -huh. ass off. Yeah. And my mom, I hear the tub running now. I'm like, why is she, what, the tub? This started as a shower. What's going on? And I still hear the tub. Then I hear the tub is not running anymore. Then I just hear the sloshing around. Like, there's certain sounds you've never heard before, but you can kind of guess what they are. Yep. And I go, that's a, that's an old lady in that's the tub. That's, that's an old lady, old lady in the bath. bath. What's yeah. going on in there? So I kind of knock on the door. I'm like, ah. And she says, I need help, Sam. Oh, she didn't say Lou. Yeah. She didn't say Lou. Yeah. I could call my brother right now. <laughs> I, have a, I have an ironclad <laughs> she excuse here. specifically asked for yeah, Sam, yeah. but I didn't. I'm like, Sam's in his room. What can I do? She said, I can't get up. And remember, I said she had the bad arm? Yeah. She had felt like there wasn't a... She didn't put the uh, bath mat in the tub, so she was sloshing around in there. So she sat down in the tub to avoid to avoid Balling. slipping and breaking her neck. Smart. But now she can't pull herself up. Right. So Lou... In his dress shirt, yeah, has to go, has to take off the dress shirt. Sure, I rolled up the pants. I don't think I, I think I drained the tub, so she's shivering now because now yeah, I've got an well, old lady naked. Yeah, that's like the lady from The Shining in the mirror naked. Yeah, and I have to get in that tub and lift my mom, coming dangerously close to her breast, and Ugh. and and I'm like, okay, we've got you out of the tub. Cover your shame. And she covers up, and then you're clearly from Massachusetts. Now Cover I'm ready shame. to call. The second I get her dressed, I'm like, call my brother. Mm -hmm. I'm up one nothing. I'm up one nothing. Uh -huh. Whatever you got on the way down, I'm winning. And I just kept saying, like, my mother says, this is a sad day. As we go to the, as we go to the funeral, I said, sad for you. I pick up <laughs> a naked old lady this morning. She's like, who are you? you? <laughs> so then she said, how's How's Debbie doing? That was Jack's way. Um, she, how's she gonna take this? Same. She's been dead for she's been dead for two months. She'll be okay. You always say the same for yeah. all those questions. Yeah, she's, that's fair. How's Jack? Same. Well, that's okay. So you're a dad. Yeah. You've got kids who are what in their twenties. Oh, who are assholes? No, no, they're I, nice. I like them. They're great. I like all. I I've, love them all. I've met two out of the three, I and they're very nice. They're great. I the love middle. Them I mean, they're the, the old one is uh, very sweet and talented, and the middle one who I met seems very cool. Very cool and talented. Yeah, I don't. I don't know he's if it's the biggest talent, but he seems very cool. He's got his talent is cool. Yeah, that, that is level. cool. Um, but like, is it a weird thing? Best. Is it? Well, yeah, of course. That's that's how it works. Um, but is it a weird thing that you've had to go from being a child yeah. to then a, a parent to kids Already and then weird. a parent to yes. your parents? Yes. You know, I, I don't know that I feel that I'm so much in that sandwich generation because I really did not have to do the day. I know people in, in the situation where they have to do the day-to-day -day care of their elder, elderly relative while or their parent while they're caring for young kids. And I didn't have that. The yeah. hard part for my kid, for me, right now, is convincing my kids that my mother was a 
really interesting and vibrant intellectual power. Right. You know, they know her as sort of like they they know her as sweet and they are kind to her and they give her kisses and they hug her. But I'm like, you don't like my mom would have liked nothing better than to engage with yeah. I mean, she taught she taught kids their age. Right. I mean two of them have graduated college and she would love to talk majors and theses and you know, she you know, that's her thing. She would encourage, you know, to figure out what postgrad program they should pursue. Sure. That's her thing. So the fact that they can only remember her as feeble is that's a real blow. That's yeah. that's the hard part. So that's the that's you know, you kinda wanna you know, we t- as young people we tend to sort of, you know, marginalize the elderly anyway, push them off. They're not, you know, thank God sure. on the Goldbergs, they like their old man and yep. keep him around. Here keep I around. am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, George, but George Siegel and I are the only two who can understand Life before the answering machine. Well, what the, yeah, aquine <laughs> water. Is that what you? Quinine water. Quinine water. Yeah, that's aquine, good for me. Aquine water is horse piss. Yeah, well, that's I'm also <laughs> into that. That's what I drink. Um, but that's so. Is it? Have you? What to what lengths have you like tried to make them understand that like this is who my mom was? How do you keep that? How do you actually keep that legacy alive? Yeah, um, it's hard. You, you, you know, you know, I don't believe in, in an afterlife or anything. So, I I am con- I, I do feel like you're. The way you live on is in the stories people tell about you. Yeah. And so I do, I tell them about all the big words and I do impressions of my mom and hope they bite. You know, that's the, I, you know, it's the best I can do. We do it about my dad too. So, and the fact that my brother and I enjoy the stories of our father, so, you know, enjoy, you know, doing bits of, you know, doing my, you know, the things my dad would say in a Chinese restaurant and the things mom would say in places. Like, I hope my kids make fun of me that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it's interesting, though. Like, I think it's... You're talking about... You're telling stories about your dad. Uh, I feel like that's another thing when you, like, don't have a reference point. Because then you can just, like, conjure up this image. Yeah. Like, because they didn't really know your dad, right? Because 18 years ago... They... Yeah, they don't really know. My, my oldest remembers him a tiny bit. A little bit. But, like, you know... But there are a million times a day. And I'm sure people do this to, to everybody who's where my kids do something and I find myself just saying, oh, jeez, I wish your grandfather was here to see this. Yeah. He would be out of his mind with joy over this. Like, this is fantastic. And, um, yeah, that's the hard part. And I still feel that about my mother. Like, she didn't go to, she didn't go to graduations, the last two. Like, graduations, if you, if you own, you know, my mom still, had, you know, she walked into graduation every year for, yeah. uh, at the college she taught at. She loves graduations. She's always interested in the speaker. Like my, yeah, nobody's interested, nobody's in, the interested in the speaker. Yeah. My mom was always interested in the speaker. Who's speaking? She always mm-hmm. wanted to know who's speaking. So the fact that she didn't go to these graduations, that's hard. Yeah. But that would have been terrible. I would have well, been dealing with yeah. my mom the whole time. I yeah, said. and that's like even more of a bummer. It's like what you're talking about, the phone call. Like you have to at some point recognize like what is healthy and good for you. Like yeah. I could call, but it's fucking so emotionally draining on me. So I'm like going to just focus on what's healthy, how I can stay in her life. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I go to see her. But really, I could see her for an hour, or I could see her for five minutes. You know what I mean? If I, it's, it, it has the same impact. Mm-hmm. In other words, I go in there and I go, she throws her arms on, she gives me a big hug, we walk around for a while, and then if I, if I go to the bathroom and come back, oh, she can't believe it was here. Right. Brand new news. You know, like she didn't remember that I was there. Do you ever get this moment, because I had it with my, my grandmother, where towards the end she didn't recognize much. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was like moments of like 
lucidity. There was moments of just like, except it's here at Christmas and holidays. And then be sitting down, she wouldn't have anything. And all of a sudden, like, she would be locked in and just kind of like say, like, I remember when you did this. And like, you know, kind of saying these like hyperbolic things, like, you're my favorite grandson. And it's like, this is amazing. I love this. There's a lot of other grandsons around. So maybe like, keep it down. But like, (laughs) you know, it was like this moment of lucidity. It was like, oh, this is. Fantastic. Yeah, those are fewer and far between right yeah. now. Which that's why it's amazing to me that the vocabulary sticks. That that boy, she really was. That was locked in. All brain and sweet. That was yeah. it. Uh, yeah. So it, it's you know I really do feel like we've lost her. And you know her body will quit. You know, my guess is in the next ten years. But I don't give her. I mean I don't know. Like I guess speech goes next. Yeah. Maybe sweet goes next. A lot of people you know they talk about their relatives becoming belligerent. So far, that hasn't happened. But. I think that, but I think that's what I was talking about. My yeah, the was a crank. Yeah, I can think that's what kind of his he temperament was. was. Yeah. And when you take everything else away, like yeah, when you get to the resin, like yeah. if your mom's sweet, that's kind of lovely. It is kind of lovely. The best story I ever heard about that was this guy who had a stroke, and he had aphasia, and he had been a. This is my friend Leslie Tate. Heard it was her uncle, who had been a browbeaten husband for years. His wife was terrible. And he suffered with her, and just like, he just would never raise his voice back, he would never respond angrily, and he had the stroke and he couldn't talk, so for the last 10 years of his life, he said only two sentences. Mm-hmm. He alternated between, go to hell, something he never said to anybody, and shut up Rose, which is something he never said to her, so if you say, good morning, Harold, he would say, go to hell, and you want something for breakfast, shut up, Rose. And those were the two things that were buried deep, deep, deep oh, in some wrinkle in his brain. They were the last thing. They were the, like the last rats off the ship. They were, that was the, the thing he was able to say at the end. And so this woman, who was terrible, had to listen to every sentence was negative oh. toward her for the last five years. That's, and that's God at work, that's ladies poetic and justice. gentlemen. Poetic that's poetic justice. Yeah, I had an aunt, my grandmother's sister, who after she had a stroke, we just started calling her okay. Because whatever you ask, like, okay, 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 okay. okay. Yeah. It's no matter what, how. But there's yeah. spin on it though sometimes, right? Oh yeah, there's inf- there was inflection, mm-hmm. and you could tell like if there was sadness or anger or oh, joy yeah. or just like malaise, but it was like that was it. Yeah. It was like dealing with like, I don't know, Harpo Marx, except yeah. with one word. Yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah, the, no he just yeah, just no had the one. Yeah. Just had the one. Uh, the the horn, and that's it. Yeah. But yeah. So that's it. That's all. That's it. Well, do you feel like? I guess a last question here. Do you feel like whenever her body finally goes, do you feel like it'll be easy? It'll be because you've started easier to pack her in the overhead. Yeah. Yes. Well, of course. <laughs> she'll be she'll be very compact by that point. But like now that do you have you feel like you've made peace to a degree that she's like okay, you've already kind of mourned her in some for capacity sh- for sure and for sure and but the the problem is I keep mourning her you know what I mean right. I keep going over it and over it and over it. and and sometimes it's from the happiest stuff like I see my brother's daughters yeah and I, I only had sons and uh, and when I and I mean and I know she loves my she loves or loved my boys but um, like the th- like the way she she w- she doesn't remember those girls and I'm like oh she would have loved this yeah. you know like like I, I, I mean, she sees the girls and she goes crazy when she sees them, but then she forgets them two seconds later. So I guess I'm kind of mourning her all the time. You know, yeah. I mourn her whenever I see her. Um, but I do, you know, as any comic does, I'm like, I really feel like I have a very, very strong seven-minute eulogy. Oh, so sure. I'm re- so I'm ready to go. Sure. When she I goes, will I'm say, um, I did. I gave my grandmother's eulogy, and the line that crushed the most was just the line where I, I repeated the same line three times. 
I, well, I don't even know what it was in reference to, but like, and I was she like, called back to you know, a lot of callbacks going. Yeah, it was just like you know, and even in, in her last days, she wasn't as sharp as she used to be. She wasn't as sharp as she used to be. She wasn't as sharp as she used to be. And like, I was, I wasn't sure if it was because you know it's writing eulogy and you're yeah. fucking distraught. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if this is gonna, if this is gonna work. Yeah. But then like, as soon as I repeated it once, there's like everybody just started howling. As a comedian, mm-hmm. it's a really like. It's a really good gig. I mean, because... A eulogy? Yeah. Sure. You don't have to be... Because you only have to be... You can almost be, like, as funny as, like... You know, like... like what's the guy? The, uh, Mark Russell. You can only have, you only have to be that funny, yeah. maybe. Yeah, And no no piano. You just be like Mark Russell talking before he plays. Sure. So before the lame song, just the regular Mark Russell. Yeah. Terrible. So if you're that funny, people are already looking for an excuse to laugh. So the bar is so It's low. an easy audience. So, right. It really is. And, and also, you, you can be specific in ways that you can't be... Like, you can't do it at the improv, you know? Like, but you can be specific about no, yeah, Paul yeah. Schneider. And so I have so many good... Like, because people just laugh because it's so familiar to them. So right. I think I'm going to be in very good shape. What I hope doesn't happen uh-huh. is that in the old days, you do stuff around your dorm room, and it kills. And you think, this is real material. And then you go out to a club. Yeah. And more than I get that same feeling, like... Fucking slaughtered! I crushed it at Mom's mm-hmm. eulogy. They gotta, they gotta go on tonight. <laughs> this, I, that's I, it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going, getting ready for a new hour-long I'm, I'm special. I'm going to the store. I'm, uh-huh. I'm going to get this shit up. Yeah. This is really ready. I'm calling up HBO. I'm ready for special number I'm two. Calling those guys. I'm ready to go round two. No, you can't. You got to no. remember. Yeah, know your audience. Know your audience. Exactly. Um, okay. In the similar vein, do you think like it'll be? closure when she because as you said she, you're continuing to mourn because there's like this constant reminder of like here's this person who's kind of just a shell now and when she goes at a certain point it'll be like be relief which is a hard thing to admit but things are going to get so bad physically and things are going to get so bad mentally that I'm sure by then it'll be closure right now I'm still laughing about it but I think this is going to get I mean I always <laughs> My favorite thing to say when people say to me with that terribly sympathetic look on their eye, how's your mother? And I always say, all better. <laughs> all better. She, she, she had a good breakfast and now remembers everything. That's all and it I'm takes sorry man. that I didn't, you know, I, I, boy, am I sorry I didn't do something bigger for Mother's Day. Yeah. No, but, you know, the fact is that, you know, the reason you laughed is because it's so impossible. So I think it's going to be terrible. And I, I think it'll be. I think there will be closure by them because I think we're going to go through some bad shit before. Yeah. Uh, so, but buy whole long term health insurance because if I was having to deal with this every day, yeah, man, it would be so good. Well, that's the thing that separates. Like you're able to laugh about this yeah. because you don't have to do right. it. You don't have to be in the in the trenches. Right. And even my brother is not. I mean, even though he's nearby, he's not in the trenches. He does not have to go every day and make sure that she is taken care of or go upstairs and make sure that she is taken care of because there are people who have people old people in their house like in, in countries where they really care about their elderly yeah that's not what here they do. no not no, here luckily, no, no, no. we warehouse our elderly mm-hmm. and I think it's the I, I think it's the American way oh for sure that's the that's the basis it should be in the national anthem somewhere I don't know what verse that we would can, be we can get it it would be that. somewhere yeah. in there. give it time I just, I, I'm surprised the baby boomers didn't push that through the greatest, not, the greatest generation would have thought of it yeah, Maybe. if they were the greatest if generation. They were, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, to hell with you, Tom Brokaw. <laughs> right, Tom. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you for all the work. Yeah, it was delightful. Thanks, buddy. Well, that was a delightful conversation. Thank you so much, Lee Schneider. Now, uh, 
for those of you who don't know Lou, I hope you get to see why I like him as much as I do. He's just, uh, just a delightful man. He's like the uncle you never had. Um, Lou Schneider, thanks for talking to us, buddy. I really appreciate it. In your fancy fucking trailer, you bougie dick. Uh, with your air conditioning, you're fantastic. Um, if you want to see what's going on with Lou, you can follow him uh, on the Twitter. It's at NotThatLou. Not that Lou on Twitter. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter. It's at terribly underscore funny. Um, but beyond that, you know what, guys? If you feel like it, if you like the show, go to our iTunes page. Drop us, read us, uh, leave a review, give us a rating. Um, that helps us out. We'd love that. Also, if you have friends who you think might like the show, tell them about it. Um, I'm 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 uh, pretty proud of this of this darn thing. I like that there's a little bit of uh, earnestness every so often. Uh, and if you do too, you know, tell people about it. Uh, that's it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make you do too much. But, uh, if you want to know more about us, uh, we have an Instagram and a, and a, and a Facebook page. It's all Terribly Funny Podcast. We also have a Gmail. We'd love to hear from you, sincerely. Uh, I'd love an open dialogue. Um, you can reach us at terriblyfunnypodcast at Gmail. And that's about it. Other than to say thank you to Hayden Fonheiser for doing all the stuff that I'm incapable of doing. Also to Julia Pott and King and Fun Club for the music and the art. And the biggest thanks goes to you guys. Because, well, I just love you. That's all. Have a great weekend. <laughs>